How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to 19-Year-Old Shrink. This is Will John Grande. Today's episode is about the psychology behind why we hurt other people. Not only will we look at why we hurt others emotionally, but also what causes more physical anger and aggression. A lot of the resources I'm going to share with you today come from my social psychology book called Social Psychology by Elliot Aronson that we've used in other episodes as well, which I'll put in the show notes for you. But where a lot of anger stems from is a failure to communicate our needs and emotions. As Tony Robbins states, there are six human needs, certainty, uncertainty, significance, connection or love, growth, and contribution. Sometimes when someone has a certain one or two needs that are driving them throughout their lives and other people don't operate under the same needs, this frustration comes into play. As the social psychology book states, frustration is the perception that you are being prevented from attaining a goal, which might ultimately lead to a higher chance of an aggressive response. So let's say you enjoy having a lot of power, which stems from having a big ego. By having this big ego and allowing yourself to cling to that power, you look for a lot of certainty in your life. But someone else comes along who doesn't always grant you that power that you're so used to getting. All of a sudden, the certainty that you have with your power being there is being challenged. As a result, you begin to get frustrated and show aggression. The reason being is that you don't have the expectation for resistance. You've been hyper-focused on the need of yours to be certain in life that it becomes the center of your attention. And when someone else comes along who doesn't have a similar vision, it becomes a weird idea to consider. And because you have not become open-minded to the fact that others have differing needs that might collide with yours, you've resorted to aggression by words or physical aggression instead of having a peaceful conversation to confront it. Now that was covering some of the needs that might lead to that miscommunication and frustration. Let's dive into some of the other concepts in the book. So certain ways that aggression come into play are through physical aggression. As the book states, men are more likely to be perpetrators of extreme violence in families and cause greater injury, but there is no significant gender difference for less violent aggression such as yelling, throwing things, hitting, and verbal abuse. Another form of aggression is relational aggression. This is seen through harming and manipulating another person through exclusion, spreading false rumors, and backstabbing others. This type of aggression is seen more in women than in men, according to the book. But an important idea to take into account, a very important idea to take into account, is that there are still men that commit forms of relational aggression, and there are still women that inflict physical violence as a form of aggression. There are just more patterns found with each gender for those specific categories. And this all leads into my next point, which is the idea of the social cognitive learning theory. This is the notion that people learn behavior through observing others. Not only does this apply to positive behavior, but negative as well. The book states an example, which was the Bandura's Boba doll. So the children that saw the adults treating the Bobo doll aggressively treated the doll poorly as well after seeing that. But when they didn't have another reference, such as the adults inflicting that violence, they showed no hostility towards the doll. Another big one is alcohol. Alcohol reduces anxiety, and we've all been there where you aren't processing information as great as you would when you were completely sober. Lastly, which I thought was a really interesting idea that the book mentioned was think drink. This is the idea of the expectations of alcohol impact behavior more than how much alcohol you drink. This can be looked at as kind of like the placebo effect, where our perception of how much alcohol we've had leads to us thinking our way into being maybe even more intoxicated, which causes more aggression. 
Some other factors that cause us to hurt others is pain and discomfort. When something is hurting, whether we have an injury or cut, this irritation causes us to be more irritable towards others. If you've ever been in a place where you had a long recovery for an injury and you find yourself lashing out more than you would like, the physical pain could cause that emotional pain you are inflicting on others. Now, discomfort's another one. When it's really hot out, humid, we've been dealing with that recently, when there are those gross smells, we can sometimes reflect that unpleasant physical state in our emotional actions. Tony Robbins, this is kind of related, but I thought it was really interesting. Tony Robbins actually did a study where he asked people to read a passage about this character. Half of the people read it while holding a cold cup of coffee and the other half while holding a warm cup of coffee. What he found at the end of the experiment is that the temperature of the cup would influence the subject's perception of the character in the story. So the people holding the warm coffee would view the character as more warm and loving and more people holding the cold cup would view the character as colder and less friendly. This just shows how much our physical environment can impact us and the decisions we make in our lives. So these are just some of the ways our aggression can come out to the point where we might hurt others. But how can we prevent this from happening? The first step, as the book states, is to count to 10 before you do anything. A lot of times, time is a source for unnecessary arguments that will cause days, weeks, and maybe even months of tension. So taking that time to assess, is this something that I'm really angry about and I'm serious about jeopardizing our relationship because of it? Another helpful tip is to take deep breaths. When you are angry, your heart starts racing and with it comes those racing thoughts. By allowing yourself to slow your physiology down, you can slow your thoughts down and process things at a more neutral level. You always want to approach things from a place of neutrality. And one last thing that the book mentions is to take a short walk. Move a muscle, change a thought, as my dad always says. When you wake up in the morning, sometimes you might experience a lot of anxiety when in bed. But when you get up, you see some of it release. Same thing with exercising and walking. It's another peaceful form of challenging that aggression and hurt that you want to inflict onto others, whether emotionally or physically. And when going through this, always remember, everyone experiences anger and aggression at some point. Learning to accept and embrace this as a way to mature and grow through your emotions can bring you to a happier and healthier place. So that's all I have for you guys today. If you want to reach out to me, my Instagram page is 19YearOldShrinkPodcast and my personal page is WJG23. And this is the final episode of season two as I'm actually turning 21 next week. So that'll mark the start of season three of 19 year old shrink podcast but again if you want to reach out to me i just listed my instagram pages and uh looking forward to the next season and the next episode so thank you so much and have a great rest of your day take care everyone